Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment. And if you love what you're hearing, and I know you love what you're hearing, please consider becoming a KQED member. You get special access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. Plus, you'll sleep better at night knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon. It's in you. Please be in it. Visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to sign up now. That's podcast with an S. Thanks. From KQED. Today's show is about the quirky museums of the Bay Area. So to kick things off, I went to visit a museum that I've heard a lot about but never been to. Oh my gosh, this is so cool. This looks like a kids science project with a billion dollar budget. (laughs) I am at the Bay Model over in Sausalito. This place is incredible and maybe hard to describe, (laughs) but basically it is a giant like airplane hangar sized building filled with a miniature model of the entire San Francisco Bay. And when I say that, I mean all the waters of the bay. That's really what is of interest here. It reminds me a lot of like a model railroad where you can kind of roam around it and admire everything in miniature. The San Francisco Bay and Delta model is a scientific tool which simulates the bay's principal water movements. This was built by the Army Corps of Engineers before we had the kind of computer modeling software that we have today. Scientists and engineers have used the model throughout the years to determine changes in water movement, which would result from projects like levees, harbor and channel dredging, or the results of... The Bay model is just one of those places that you walk in and you kind of can't help thinking, like, what is this place? This is Bay Curious, the show from KQED that explores the Bay Area. I'm Olivia Allen-Price. Today, we are celebrating the unexpected, the small, the quirky museums of the Bay Area. We're going to take you to two of our favorite museums that, like the Bay Model, are free and also super fun. Stick around. Support for Bay Curious comes from Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. Committed to brewing things the right way since 1980, because when you're a family-run brewery, there's no other way to do it. Sierra Nevada Brewing Company, still family-owned, operated, and argued over. And be sure to stay tuned through the end of the show so you can play our monthly trivia game for a chance to win some cool prizes. Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest, and I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid, and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just what we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio. It was always KQED. And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me supporting the programs they love while also getting access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support.
The next stop on today's tour doesn't look like your typical museum. That's because it's also a working lighthouse. Reporter Bianca Taylor learned it was also one of the first museums to celebrate how surfing traveled from Hawaii to California. At Santa Cruz, California, where we're told the breakers are as high as any of the Pacific rolls to the beaches, there's surf riding competition which makes for a pleasant sport. Santa Cruz has been luring surfers to its beaches for decades. Surfers like Kim Stoner. I started surfing in 1962. It was a a life-changing event. Once you get it in your blood, it's hard to get it out. Kim is a surf historian and a founder of the Santa Cruz Surfing Museum. We came up with the idea in 1985. But, Kim says, the history of surfing in Santa Cruz goes back 100 years earlier. It was a hot summer day in July um, in 1885. Three Hawaiian princes. David, Edward, and Jonah. That's David Kawananakoa, Edward Keli'iahonui, and Jonah Kalaniana'ole. And they introduced surfing to Santa Cruz here. The teenagers were sent to California by the King of Hawaii to attend St. Matthew's Military Academy in San Mateo. One day, David got a glimpse of some big waves at the mouth of the San Lorenzo River, close to where the Santa Cruz Beach Boardwalk sits today. You probably saw the waves of the perfect A-frame, similar to the waves of Waikiki at the time, and said when he went back and he told us, man, we got to make some surfboards. So they went to a lumber mill, picked up some redwood planks, and shaped them by hand using knives. Those boards were 17 feet long and weighed more than 200 pounds. And uh, it was exciting. I mean, it, it basically cemented in stone that surfing originated here in Santa Cruz. The Santa Cruz Surfing Museum is housed in a small lighthouse overlooking Steamer Lane, a famous surfing beach. Outside, there's a plaque commemorating the three princes, but inside is where you really start to get your surf education. It's kind of congested in here, but we have a lot of stuff, but it's very pertinent. Surfboards are hanging from the rafters. There are fins and old t-shirts tacked onto display boards. And everywhere you look, there are incredible photos of people surfing in Santa Cruz, dating all the way back to the early 1900s. Because it's such a tiny space, a timeline guides you through the museum, starting with a replica of the board the Hawaiian princes rode. Come over here now. This is that's like a a door. This is a redwood board right here. This is first growth redwood. See how tightly grained it is. This is really heavy. This is the kind of wood that the uh, the boards that the princes had were made out of. Next to that, a beat up yellow ironing board rests against the wall. I know the ironing. Did someone surf on an ironing board? Yeah. Somebody uh, made this, and they had this old imprint on here of of these ducks or birds. Walk a little further, and you get into the 1960s. This is when I started surfing, early 60s. Um, it was becoming more popular contests were, were, were coming around. Bob Brown now has the judge's eyes, and the surfing teenager is showing some classy form. He is declared the new champion of the surfing state. And then a few more steps, and you're done. We're only up to the 90s here because we're kind of out of space. Kim hopes they can expand into the 2000s someday, But even still, the museum is an incredible archive of the history of surfing, and not just in Santa Cruz, but throughout the world, because so many of today's surfing standards, from techniques to technologies, were invented and perfected in Santa Cruz. One of my favorite things about this museum is that it's so homegrown. Kim says almost everything in here came from the local community. Everybody just digging for stuff that you had, whether it was boards, pictures, 
uh, talking to your family members. That's what you're seeing in here. And it's truly a labor of love. The museum is managed by volunteers, funded by donations, and is always free to visit. Oh, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a gem. I think we're very lucky to have it. But you don't have to be a surfer to appreciate the Santa Cruz Surfing Museum. It might be enough to stand under the lighthouse, smell the salty air, hear the waves crashing on steamer lane below you, and imagine when 140 years ago, three Hawaiian princes lugged a 200-pound piece of wood into the freezing water, paddled out, and stood up. Next, we head to Pier 45 in San Francisco, right in the heart of Fisherman's Wharf. Walk through the doors of the Musée Mécanique, and you'll find hundreds of vintage, coin-operated games and machines. It's free to get in, but you'll want a roll of quarters for this one. We sent Bay Curious reporter Jessica Placzek and intern Maggie Galloway to the museum. And right away, Maggie was drawn to an arm-wrestling machine. Okay, here we go, here we go. <laughs> that was quick. <laughs> Maggie just tried arm wrestling against a machine. And I lost badly. <laughs> I am not a welterweight. <laughs> I'm probably more like a lightweight. <laughs> My name is Dan Zielinski. I am the owner of the collection here of Musée Mécanique in San Francisco. Whoa! Do you always wear roller skates? When I'm working here, I do. Is this faster? It's fun. That is an amazing machine. That was built in 1915. It's a Wurlitzer. It's got 130 pipes in it. It has uh, orchestra bells, bass drum, snare drum and a cymbal, and that's the type of machine that you'd find in the middle of a merry-go-round. There's also little bits of you, I understand, in some of the machines. Like, there's a machine over there that has your firstborn child's cry. That was Connor. He's my second son. And it was about one o'clock in the morning, and he decided that he was hungry, and it was my turn to feed him. So. I was just about to give him a bottle, and I realized I could really use a new recording for my crybaby machine. So instead of giving him a bottle, I gave him a microphone. Who else is in the machines? Various background sound effects, like in Song of the Prairie. Have you played Song of the Prairie yet? Oh yeah, that's a good one. It's just fart noises. He recorded them himself. <laughs> My dad got his first machine when he was 11 years old. He was playing bingo in his school and he won the bingo tournament and that gave him the opportunity to go on the school stage in the auditorium where they had big wheel of fortune set up for him to spin and he gave it a spin and it landed on the grand prize. When you're 11 that's like the most awesome thing in the world except the prize was a case of oil for a car. At 11 that's pretty anticlimactic. So he lugged that oil home and then sold it to his piano teacher for 50 cents. And there was a store not far from here in San Francisco that sold penny arcade machines. And my dad found a small one, tabletop size, for, and he bought it for 50 cents. 
He took it home. His mom and dad put pennies in it. His friends put pennies in it. And he soon had another 50 cents and went out and bought another one. And to make a long story short, here we are in, the, in, in a magnificent collection of fun. How many do we have now? Uh, about 312 machines here on location, all working. I mean, there's usually something broken that I'm in the middle of repairing. What are some things that like bring you joy? Watching the visitors having such a great time and reliving their childhood memories. Nostalgia, I think, is a really powerful drug. And I verified that when I took out a machine, but somebody came back in for that one specific machine. And they were so disenchanted because that one machine was gone that we brought it back. And I don't take out machines anymore. I just keep adding them. That was produced by reporter Jessica Plotchek and intern Maggie Galloway. Today's tour has come to an end, but there are a lot more small or unusual museums around the Bay Area worth a visit. We asked you which ones you love the most on KQED's social media accounts and compiled all the answers at baycurious.org. Did you know there's an archive dedicated to smells? There's a museum full of propaganda. And as listener Christina Castro told us, a lot to discover at the new Almaden Quicksilver Mining Museum. I learned, among other things, that the mine has over 50 miles of tunnels, whose walls and ceilings are supported by redwood timber felled from the Santa Cruz Mountains. Find the list online at baycurious.org. We'll also put a link in our show notes. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Olivia Allen Price. Bay Curious is made in San Francisco at KQED. Hi, Bay Curious listeners. Are you ready to play May's trivia game? Every month, we read a question here at the end of our episode. You can give us your answers over at our website, kqed.org slash baycurious, or just click the link in the episode description. Out of the correct answers, we'll randomly choose one lucky winner to receive a cool prize package with Bay Curious swag and Sierra Nevada goodies. Okay, our question for the month is, the world's longest-running pillow-fighting contest was held from 1966 to 2006 in what Bay Area town? Our trivia quiz is made possible by Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. Good luck! Hi there, I'm Randad Fattah from Throughline. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. 